Hello, hello. Welcome to SLD Wellness, the podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Lorden Diazio. SLD Wellness is a place for you to find your voice, find your gifts, and to realize that you already have the tools inside of yourself. We talk all things health and wellness. And today on episode two of the podcast, we're going to be talking about anxiety, the physical symptoms of it, and also some of the things that I've experienced with it and things that I put into perspective and use to help me navigate anxiety. And hopefully there's some things there that you can use for yourself. Anxiety is something that I feel like growing up I had it but didn't always know that I did and I think it's also because it can be kind of sneaky when it shows up it can show up in a lot of physical ways an example that I can think of one of the first times that I truly looking back realized that oh man I've had anxiety for as long as I can remember, is when I was taking AP Chemistry in high school. I was a junior in high school, and the class that I was in was, not only was it difficult, but it was also really scary for me because the teacher made it pretty clear for me that she didn't like me. Like, it was just not a good environment for me. She told me that I was half-assing my work, And I had never heard that phrase before. At 17, that was the first time I ever had somebody tell me that I was half-assing my work. And it didn't make sense. It didn't correlate because I was going home after school every day studying chemistry. I was falling asleep to this textbook because I was studying so much. I was missing dinner. My dad or my mom would knock on the door of my room and be like, you need to come downstairs and eat right now. And usually it was my dad who would find me crying about chemistry and I was telling him how overwhelmed I was and how I wasn't doing well in the class and I couldn't figure it out. And I would go on the bus to school and I would have the worst stomach aches. Like my stomach would feel like it was boiling. And I just constantly felt sick. And it was the first class I had of the day. It was two periods of the day. So I was like, oh, great. Like the first thing I have first thing in the morning is this class where this teacher doesn't like me and I'm not doing well in it. And she is telling me I'm half-assing my work, but I'm an honor student who's taking a college level course at 17 and I'm taking other college level courses in high school. And I'm also taking other honors classes and I'm busting my butt to be terrified for the rest of my day and go home and do more chemistry and continue to struggle. And it was my first it was my first taste for sure. I thought that something was wrong with me. I thought that things just weren't clicking and something was up and I needed to figure out what was wrong with me is how I kept seeing it. And it wasn't until I got to a point where I physically my body couldn't take it. And I was so emotional that I was sobbing and cried to my dance teacher and ended up late to my 
AP psych class that I was like, okay, I need to get out of this class. What other options do I have here? And honors was another option, honors chemistry. And it's so interesting to say this back now, over 10 years later, because it feels a little silly that something like school was so consuming and so overwhelming for me, but I understand why it was for me because when I was in kindergarten, I was like told I needed to go to college. I didn't know what college was. I just knew that I needed to go. And so I always had in my head that I needed to work really hard and I needed to do everything in my power to do my best in school because if you work really hard in school, then you'll get into a really good college. And then if you get into a really good college and you work really hard there and you get good internships, then you will work your butt off and you will find success. That was what I grew up with. That was the mentality that I had. And so it all was so hyper-focused in education and work and success because that's what I knew as the path, as the way. And when I wasn't doing well in this class and I ended up going into honors chemistry, I shit you not, my friends, I got an A in that class. And it's crazy to think about now because I was doing so bad in chemistry, AP chemistry. I was doing so bad. I got an A in my honors class. And that's when I realized, oh, wow, it wasn't me. I just needed another teacher. I just needed another person to break this down to me. I just needed to be in another space. I just needed to be in another environment. And my friends, I have to tell you that environment plays such a huge part in so many things. It plays a part in truly everything. If you are working in a space that isn't good for you and you have to be in it every day and you're miserable, and it's a space that's toxic, you'll feel shitty. It, it happens. Like if you're, if you're in some sort of environment, whatever it is, that doesn't feel right or doesn't allow you to grow or clips your wings and doesn't give you the space to breathe, you'll feel that. And I think a lot of times we try so much to fit ourselves into a box because we think something is wrong with us or we think that we're supposed to be a certain way or we think that we're supposed to follow a certain path. And if you just were in another environment, you would be able to do it. Probably even better than you thought that you would or could. That, Although that was my first taste of anxiety, the physical signs or the physical symptoms of anxiety for me also were rampant throughout college, beyond, and definitely when I started to work and started to work in environments that weren't right for me. It took me some time to realize that the environments weren't right for me, but oh man, my body knew. <laughs> my body knew really quickly. I had one place that I worked where I didn't understand why my body was reacting this way, but I started to feel really nauseous and I started to have a lot of stomach pain. And my doctor was like, well, I can't tell you to quit your job, but 
it kind of sounds like it's your job because you only come here once a year and all of your other things are showing that you're fine. But whenever it's related to your job, your body seems to be reacting. And I wasn't sure if she was right or if she was, you know, just saying something that she thought. But I started to pay attention to what was going on and keeping it in mind. And my body really started to react. I started to feel really sick and they started to recommend heartburn medication. They're like, maybe you have acid reflux. I don't know. And turned out, nope, I didn't have that. And it was just this constant, maybe you have this, maybe you have that. This like trial and error phase, I guess you could say, of figuring out what was going on with me. And then it wasn't until I had a moment at work where I had a conversation with a supervisor who brought me into a room and decided to yell at me that it became clear, oh, okay, my body is reacting the way that it's reacting because of my job. And I couldn't really possibly fathom at the time, like, oh man, maybe a job isn't right and maybe I just need to be in another job because I grew up with hearing and grow, grew up with the mentality of you find the thing that's right for you and you stick with that job because that's what you're supposed to do. And truly, it's because, I mean, the society that we grew up with, I feel like the American dream of being able to go to college and then find a job and immediately be able to get a house and do all of the things that you're told you're supposed to be able to do in life, I thought you were supposed to easily have if you worked hard. And there's a lot of other pieces that go along with getting success. And as I ended up in these environments that were wrong for me and kept putting myself in other environments that were wrong for me because I thought that eventually I would find something that felt right for me, I think I have seen that you really have to truly make your own environment that's right for you, whether that's work-wise or creating a community for yourself that feels right. Like you have to create your own space that feels right. As I kept ending up in these really tough situations, something that I've used that has given me a lot of perspective is the 10-10-10 rule. 
Have you heard of it? If you haven't, I'm so excited to give you this gem. So the 10-10-10 rule is, I use it as something for perspective, for decisions, and really just in terms of if I'm reacting to something. The questions that I usually ask myself are, will this impact me 10 minutes from now? Will this impact me 10 months from now? Will this impact me 10 years from now? That is something that has really been a game changer because, you know, there's things that can happen that can hurt and feel painful and frustrating, especially on the onset, especially in the beginning. Like when something first happens, you react. You're like, okay, like I'm not happy with this or this doesn't feel right. So yeah, you know, in the beginning of something happening that doesn't, that you don't like or something that happens that feels stressful, first 10 minutes, you, you, could, you could feel this. You could remember this. It could be something that's impactful. 10 months from now, it all depends. Like it all depends on what it is that's going on. An example that I think of right now is the AP Chem class that I just told you about. So in that instance, it was like, would it impact me 10 minutes from then? Yes, of course, absolutely. 10 months later, I mean, once I was out of the class, I was out of the class. 10 years later, 10 years from then, over 10 years now, looking back on it, I can tell you that I don't have the same physical symptoms of it. It definitely left a mark in my head. It definitely shook my confidence. But 10 years later, in that particular instance, I'm just relieved that I was out of that environment and was able to go somewhere that I was able to flourish. And in the moment when I was going through those things, I was thinking, oh man, like I am failing. I am not able to do this class. People said this class was going to be hard and scary and I wasn't able to do it. But let me tell you something. I got a fucking A. I got a fucking A when I went into another class. And that is because I just needed to be in another space. So rather than keeping myself in something that felt awful, being in a space with an instructor that I wasn't learning from, being in a space where it felt more like intimidation for me rather than a place where I could grow. Be going from that to a space where I was able to actually do the work and put two and two together and just have more of the time, I know that environment is huge. Environment is crucial. And I think that we also need to give ourselves a lot more grace, cut ourselves some slack. Because if you can just get through difficult things, you're a rock star. It's not easy to encounter things that are difficult and keep going. And the fact that you are doing it is amazing.
So the 10, 10, 10 rule is my favorite because I feel as though it really also makes it something for perspective of is it worth having this be something to maybe have a conversation with somebody about or follow up with someone about or is this something that is going to have a direct impact on day-to-day life? Is this something that is going to be something I need to address or confront? Those are all things that the 10-10-10 rule, it just gives me the, the chance to put things into perspective. When it comes to the physical signs of anxiety, I think that one of the ones that for me has been the most frustrating is having a lack of appetite because when that happens, it just sucks. It's like if you have no appetite but you know that you have to eat and you have to force yourself to have a smoothie or a shake or something just so that you have something that gets into your body because you're so overwhelmed and you're so anxious and you can't get out of your own head that your digestive system isn't linking to your head. And I know that for me, something that has been, I've had to just work on realizing that people see things differently and that how other people see the world and how I see the world aren't the same, but that's okay. And my truth and what I live is the most important thing for my life. So having those symptoms, having the anxious stuff and also having the nausea can lead to just feeling like shit overall. And I, and I remember having someone say to me like, oh man, that sounds wonderful. It sounds wonderful to like not have the desire to eat. And as someone who loves food, as a Haitian who thinks about my next meal as I'm eating my current meal, I have to tell you, no, that is not something that I would wish on anybody. I would not wish having no desire to eat because you're so overwhelmed by things and also not being able to sleep because you're so overwhelmed and then also being so nauseous that you dry heave. I would not wish that on anyone. Um, It also, though, I think because it is a physical symptom and because people, I think, don't always pay attention to the fact that there are a lot of different things that people can be going through that are silent things, silent physical things, I think that oftentimes others can make assumptions about people and not know a thing, not a clue of what's going on in their lives. And with me, if ever I'm not feeling great, if someone has any sort of comment about me that is physical about my body, I know they don't know me. Like that that's just how I see it. I'm like, you must know nothing about me if you're like, oh, this person, this person's got something wrong. If she's like, she's got she's something related to food. Does she eat? Or like any sort of comment like that, I'm like, wow, you must really not know me because I put in an exceeding amount of focus on my health and 
make smoothies, shakes, do everything in my power to make sure that I am functioning because your body is all you got. And you you only have this one life, so you need to treat yourself in the best possible way that you can. And anxiety is definitely a tough one because it's unique to everyone. People have their own experiences and also as someone who has anxiety, there's times where things, if something doesn't feel right, if you can't make it to a situation or a place, people might think that you drop things or you flake. And if you're just not in a good space and you need to take your own time and do things for yourself in your own time frame, that's what you need to do because you are the most important person in your life. If you're not here, you can't give to other people because you're not here. So you have to make yourself important. All right. All right, my friends. I think that is a wrap on anxiety for today. I have a feeling that we will be talking about anxiety a lot. It's something that I know quite a bit about because it is a daily part of my life and I know that there's so much stigma around anxiety, depression, therapy, all of those things and I'm here to tell you that you are important your health is important and I will keep talking about these things because I know that they need to be talked about, especially from a black woman. Like I feel like in the black community, mental health is something that isn't always talked about and can be shamed upon and you can feel like you have to stuff things deep down inside. And I am not doing that shit anymore. I grew up with that. I grew up with stuffing things down deep in inside as much as you possibly can. And I have to tell you, eventually you crack. You crack in different ways. You crack in little ways, but you crack. And it's not good to be avoiding dealing with yourself because you are dealing with everything else. You have to take care of yourself. All right, now friends, let's move into the meditation piece of this. Wherever you are, get comfortable in your seat, whether you're sitting, laying down, close your eyes, relax your shoulders. Take a deep breath in, two, three, four. Hold at the top. Exhale out, four, three, two, one. Take another deep breath in, four, three, two, one. Hold at the top. Exhale, four. Three, two, one. You know, we go through 
difficult things in life and as we do go through them as we navigate through those tough things and we're in the moment we can't always see past them we can't always see what's the outlook like 10 months from now 10 years from now but we always get through take a deep inhale exhale let it go another deep inhale breathe in exhale let it out we're so used to being on go we're so used to being concerned about other people's thoughts but what about yours Take a deep breath in. Exhale, let it out. Take a deep breath in. Four, three, two, one. Hold at the top. Exhale. Four. Three. Two. One. Breathe in. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for your time. I hope that you were able to find some gems in here for anxiety and dealing with things and know that as you do deal with things, putting things into perspective is huge. I think that a lot of times we get stuck I get stuck in the moment because it's happening. It's in the right here, right now. But 
How is this going to impact you 10 minutes from now? Is this something that's going to matter? How about 10 months from now? How about 10 years from now? Because regardless of whatever it is, you'll still get through and you are going to thrive. Thank you so much for your time. If you want to follow me on Instagram, check out the SLD Wellness Instagram page at SLD Wellness. Check out my website, which is sldwellness.com. If you want to work with me, check out my website. You can also email me at stephanie at sldwellness.com. If you have any questions or you want to talk, let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Take care. Mm